You're listening to the Vol Basketball Fever Podcast, your source for news, discussion, and debates about the Vols and Lady Vols basketball programs. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to another episode of the Vol Basketball Fever Podcast. I'm Nathaniel Rutherford, and you may be wondering, wait a minute, why am I getting another one of these episodes? Y'all just had an episode come out a couple of days ago uh, for this, and you, you've only been doing one per week here in the offseason. Well, the reason is Tennessee has some news that was worth covering. This is breaking news here in the offseason, and that was Tennessee got a big-time commitment from four-star point guard, in-state point guard, B.J. Edwards in the 2022 class. Uh, Gene Henley and myself talked actually a little bit about him last podcast. Uh, he just finished up his official visit to Tennessee along with four-star Dylan Mitchell. Both those guys were in town. Both those guys were in Knoxville. Of course, B.J. Edwards is in Knoxville all the time anyway, uh, but still was, was officially visiting Tennessee's campus. Uh, he plays over at Knoxville Catholic, for those of you who may not know. I assume most of you listening to this podcast already did know that. But he, he finished up his official visit with Tennessee and then announced on Wednesday that he will be that he would be announcing his commitment at one o'clock Eastern time on Thursday. And when it came around time to announce that commitment, he committed, of course, to Tennessee, picking the balls over a handful of other schools. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember who his finalists were. Uh, let me find the graphic here really quickly. Florida, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Virginia Tech were his other top schools in his top six. Obviously, though, Tennessee gets the nod, gets the pick, and he was Tennessee's first 2022 commitment, and I think will be the first of a very strong 2022 class for Tennessee to, to kind of continue the trend of Tennessee's recruiting being very strong here over the last, I guess, what, three, two, three cycles at this point, uh, with Tennessee getting kind of top five, top ten classes over the last few cycles, and this one's going to continue that, I believe, uh, if you're looking at Kaysen Wallace, Dylan Mitchell, Jalen Hood Shafino uh, among uh, and a few other guys like uh, Brandon Miller who I don't think he's probably going to announce anything in, in the fall but still a, a guy that Tennessee likes where they are with right now a five star as well another in-state prospect but I, I'm saying all that to get to the point here BJ Edwards committed to Tennessee and we have one of his coaches from Knoxville Catholic as a, a guest here as an interview to talk about his commitment talk about what kind of player BJ Edwards is and that is Gerard Hall, one of the assistant coaches at Knoxville Catholic for the boys basketball program over there. Wanted to get him on here to talk all about B.J. Edwards, what kind of player he is, offensively, defensively, is he a leader, off the court, what kind of person is he, just to let Vol fans kind of get a full understanding of the latest commitment for Tennessee. Their first in the 2022 class, again, four-star point guard, B.J. Edwards, who is a legit player. Uh, Gene and I have talked about a couple times on this podcast um, that we believe he is underrated. I think on, on 247 Sports, he's he's a number 68 overall, so he's a top 100, you know, somewhat close to top 50. Even that, I think, is is underrating him a little bit, but he's he's not even the top 100, I think, on ESPN on the 247 composite because of where he is. I think he's number 98 on Rivals, maybe. Um, he's he's outside the top 100 in the 247 composite because of all that, and I, I definitely think I, I don't think you'll find a hundred more players in the 22 class that are better uh, than B.J. Edwards. Just just for some, uh, I, I guess, some context here on his his stats and everything, and just is him as a player. You know, the stats don't tell the whole story. Go watch his film. I think that'll. I think those of you who like watching film will understand how good of a player he is. But uh, this past year, as a junior for Knox Catholic, 
almost 20 points per game, seven rebounds per game, just over five assists per game, and two and a half steals per game, all while averaging just under two turnovers per game. Obviously, you know, takes about the grain of salt. The, the high school statistics aren't always the most accurate, but that's still a very impressive stat line. And that wasn't just against some cupcakes, against, you know, a really weak schedule. The past few years, Knox Catholic has played a pretty darn tough schedule. Um, they played powerhouses, uh, you know, IMGs, for example, and, and been playing some really good teams um, and, and nationally, you know, nationally, not just kind of good local teams even, but just good teams in the state of Tennessee, but good, again, teams from other states that have been playing that, you know, not just in, in you know, I guess like in the playoffs and stuff too, but just playing them in regular seasons and, and things like that. So he's been doing against some good teams. He's, he's a, I think, a great prospect. I think he's a great pickup for Tennessee. But if you don't believe me, Let's listen to one of his coaches. So without further ado, let's get into my interview here with Coach Gerard Hall of Knoxville Catholic Boys Basketball. And I am joined for a special interview by the assistant boys coach at Knoxville Catholic and Boys Basketball, Gerard Hall. Bring him on here to talk about Tennessee landing elite point guard B.J. Edwards in the 2022 class. Coach Hall, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hey, it's no problem at all. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to get a, a coach from Knoxville Catholic on here because obviously you guys have had a lot of experience uh, with BJ Edwards. So who better than uh, to talk about Tennessee's newest commitment than someone who's coached him, you know, been at the school over there where he's been playing at for the last few years. So uh, before we get into kind of that and my questions about BJ, let our, our listeners know kind of about a little, a little bit about who you are, how long you've been at Knoxville Catholic and, and things like that, just so our listeners kind of, you know, have a better feel of who Coach Hall is. Sure. Um, I am the uh, assistant, like you said, assistant boys coach. I coach a JV team and uh, also do the freshman team. I'm going into uh, my fourth year, uh, this coming basketball season, my fourth year. I actually uh, started my first year was BJ's freshman year with him and uh, Presley Patterson and uh, Hanjay Tombo was, uh, that was my first year. I was actually our uh, feeder school, middle school coach at Sacred Heart Cathedral with Hanjay Tomba. I was at there for about five years, and I actually, um, some people know, but uh, I actually went to Knoxville Catholic and graduated in 2003 and actually played for Coach Hutch um, back in the day. So, and now just getting to uh, coach with him and uh, seeing some uh, some uh, some pretty good players come into uh, come into play uh, these last few years. Wow. So, yeah, like, like you said, you played under Coach Hutch, now you're coaching under Coach Hutch. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. That's, that's going to be a pretty cool experience to be able to, to, to coach under your, you know, former mentor. Yeah, uh, it's it's been something that I've enjoyed. I've learned a lot. Uh, it's been something, you know, obviously in future time I want to be a head coach and learn a lot from Coach Hutch and uh, Coach Scott, the other assistant coach who's, uh, you know, Coach Scott's been there for, you know, almost 16, 17 years, I think, and he was – coaching he was an assistant coach when I was there and coach Hutch has obviously been there for a, a very long time so yeah it's learning all the ins and outs of how to run a good program and uh, scouting reports and everything like that uh, coach Hutchins is uh, is probably one of the best or the best to ever do it at Knoxville Catholic. Awesome so it sounds like you've been there for the whole time that BJ's been at Knoxville Catholic. So let's, so let's get into kind of talking about him a little bit. It seems like he's, mm -hmm. you know, he's been pretty good for a while. This isn't just like an overnight thing, but it, it does seem like he's kind of, at least from what I gathered, kind of really kind of come into his own lately. And it seems like he's got some more recognition. And in your opinion, you know, how much has he cut? How, how much, how much has BJ Edwards grown over the last few years? And what have you seen that's kind of maybe changed for him? That's kind of really ignited his game to even a further level. 
Man, I think the one of the biggest thing is the last few years, I think what's helped us and really helped BJ and a lot of the kids is excuse me, the the schedule. The schedule we've played, you know, we've we've played IMG like, you know, back to back years, you know, the first year is when they had Jaden Springer that came into Knoxville and then last year we played him at the um, down at Chattanooga Macaulay at the Dr. Pepper Classic. Uh two years ago we went to the uh we went up to Washington D C and played in the Gonzaga um the Gonzaga tournament up there. It's just the, the level of competition for BJ. It's, you know, around here, it's, you know, it's a good competition, but BJ's one of those where he, I've seen him step up when he plays against those guys. It's the IMGs of the world where they're all rated in the top 10 or top 25. But I mean, he has made a huge jump. Um, taking that from Washington to DC, from playing the IMGs to coming back and playing in, our district play, our region play now where it's, you know, it's just second nature. It's not anything that's going to, you know, nobody's going to, you know, scare him or nobody's going to make him nervous or, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. You can send two guys, you can send three guys, you know, he's, it's nothing that's going to make him, you know, turn the ball over a whole bunch of times. And just seeing him grow from, honestly, from his, his freshman year to his sophomore year has been really big. Everybody wants to probably talk about from his sophomore year to his junior year. But for me, it's been uh, his freshman year to his sophomore year. Because when he first got here, he was uh, very just kind of low-key, you know, wanted to, you know, kind of pass it you know, look to the upperclassmen. And, you know, we had Akeem Odisipe who wanted to get the ball to him. And then, you know, there was a game against his second or third game against Grace Christian Academy here in Knoxville. Where I kind of looked at him and I said, you know, we're not going to win this game unless you kind of take over. You know, the guy that had guarding him, I just, you know, just watching him. And I've known him from middle school. I said, he can't guard BJ. And, you know, I, I kind of told him that. And he kind of realized, you know, it was okay for him to shoot three or four straight times and make buckets and everybody was okay with it. So for me, it was his freshman year to his sophomore year was really that big jump where you just saw him kind of realize like, okay, like I'm, I'm that good. Um, and then playing against, like I said, the Jaden Springers and the going up to Gonzaga. And I think Gonzaga had three or four guys going D one. I know they got a guy at Michigan now and, you know, we lost that game by I think three or four points. And that was just something where BJ said, you know what, I'm, I'm that good. And, I know I can play at the next level. Nice. Yeah, I don't think you know, people probably – it can be understated. I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe people don't realize, like like you said, how big of a deal it is to play that kind of schedule and, and how much that competition really can really improve and, and, like you said, bring out the the best and your better players. And when the lights come on, you know, some guys shrivel up, and, and but some guys mm-hmm. are better under pressure. And it does seem like B.J. – uh, has been better under pressure. I know I, I haven't personally been able to see those games in person, but from everything I've heard from people who have been able to go see, you know, some of those, like you mentioned, when they played Jaden Springer uh, here recently when they were playing, uh, I know you just mentioned it, goodness, they, they played another, y'all played another high-profile program recently, but he, he did at least, and mm-hmm. all the reports I've ever heard about him is that he looks like one of, if not the best player on the court every time he's out there, and I think that's, you know, I think he... This is a question I'd, I'd send to you beforehand that was a little further down, but sure. I think it's it's worth bringing it up right now. I think personally yeah. he's pretty underrated in, in most of the recruiting services. And you know, you know, people can say what they want to about recruiting services. I I think in basketball they're they're a little more accurate a lot of times than they are in football, but still I, I think you see a lot of right. misses in that. I think BJ by the time it's all said and done, hopefully will will get the credit he deserves. But I think he is he's definitely underrated right now. 
I assume you probably think the same thing. But has he ever talked with, about that with you all, with the coaches? And if, if he has, is it you know does that put some kind of any chip on his shoulder or anything? You know, you know what? He's not BJ's not one of those where he's not a huge talker. Him and I have never never talked about that. You know, I don't know if he's talked about that with his AAU coaches or with uh, any other coaches on staff. But I know he, him, and I have not talked about it. But I know it's one of those things where just knowing BJ, being around him for the last three and a half years, going on four, he don't he he doesn't like it. He you can just tell just by the look in his eyes sometimes when we come out to play against the IMGs or even against the the, the local schools here in Knoxville. You know, he's just one of those who's just like, you know what, I because they'll give him a hard time. And he's got to prove out to he's got to prove to them that, you know, I am one of the top players in the country, not just one of the top players in the state. But you can just tell, um, you know, when we had the IMG stuff. You know, just to look in a player's eyes when they they get warmed up. You know, there was it was a Saturday afternoon two years ago. It was no girls' game. It was just us and IMG and just the way he walked in the door when we went to Washington DC same thing we played IMG this year same thing just that that look in his eye to where he knows you know I I, I have to you know I don't have to put on the show but I want everybody to understand like the the top even when he was ranked in the top 50 you know that's that's not good enough and then I guess over this past couple you know the summer or the fall him dropping just a little bit it was just you know, it was just something you could tell without talking to him because, like I said, he's not a big talker. But, you know, deep down inside, BJ's going to go prove to you or to the little kid who, you know, gets on those websites and you know, the, the, the dad who gets on those websites and looks at those recruiting services every day and says, you know what, BJ may be ranked not in the top 50 or the top 10, but, you know, he's the best player on the court. And that's one of the things I think he's not one of those who's going to talk about it, but he's going to prove it, you know, against Jaden. Uh, you know, in the state championship game two years ago against uh, Kennedy Chandler, and I think Kennedy, Kennedy Chandler is a is a great player. I think uh, watching him really grow when he's at uh, Sunrise this past year has mm-hmm. been crazy. But you know, obviously, I'm a little bit biased, and I thought BJ was the best player on the court then. And you know, and then you know they had the AAU stuff where he played that you know the kid uh, Mikey uh, Williams, or I hope I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. his name right. And, Again, to me, everybody came to see Mikey, and that was one of those situations, once again, third time, where everybody wanted to see somebody else on the court. And B.J. Edwards said, no, that's that's not true. Y'all came to see me. Or at least if you don't know me, you're going to know me by now. And I just wanted, But it's not one of the things he talks about. He just shows up and plays, and then when it's when the ball's up, then it's, if you don't walk out saying that B.J. Edwards is the best player, then, yeah, he'll probably be a little bit upset. But he is. Uh, he's going to show you that he's the best player without talking. Yeah, that game against Mikey was the game I was thinking of recently where, you know, like you said, he people people came to watch him, and I know from everything I ever heard from people who were at that game and other people who posted about it that uh, BJ was really the one that really stood out in that game. And my, my co-host mm-hmm. here on the podcast, uh, Gene Henley, he is, I'm fairly certain, seen uh, BJ Edwards play a couple of times in person, and he's talked about how he believes that he is underrated too and, and thinks he's a, um, a very good player. In, in that vein, yep. uh, obviously you guys at Knox Catholic have had a lot of success recently as a team over the last few years. Yeah. How much of an impact, you know, how, how much of a reason has, has that been because of B.J. Edwards? You know, it's been, you know, I'm not going to give him all the credit because right. we've had some good guys come before, but B.J.'s been a lot of the success or a lot of the eyes that you've seen on Knoxville Catholic on the boys' uh, program has been because of B.J., obviously. But, I mean, you know, before B.J. got there, we had a – uh, a really good point guard into in Luke Smith, who's uh, went to Swanee, but it's now at Belmont. 
has been one of the uh, top leaders or top newcomers there for Belmont. And uh, he's been really good and he helped lead uh, us to a state tournament, our state championship game, you know, and two way here in Tennessee and Chase Kirshen, who went on to play uh, football at Tulane was on that team. And a lot of good players and good nucleus, but the eyes have been on us ever since BJ stepped on the court and, you know, it's been something where we've been able to say, you know, either we can sit there and just play the same old teams or we can sit there and, you know, try to go out and play the IMGs. And, you know, I think this year we're going to play the Memphis of the world. And, you know, we've had a lot of, a lot of tur- like tournament directors during Christmas time and, you know, Thanksgiving time say, Hey, you know, you want to come here and come there. And, you know, obviously that's a, a huge, a huge thing to, to uh, BJ. And, and even uh, before BJ, Akeem Odesipe, who, um, signed with uh, Vandy, but end up, uh, I think this year he's going to enroll at Kent State, and he's one of the top players in his class a couple years ago. So, you know, BJ has helped us, you know, locally. Knoxville Catholic has always been a, you know, a stout team, defensive team, a, you know, good, a good sound team. But mm-hmm. BJ has kind of put us on the map as uh, on the statewide and even in the, you know, obviously even on the, in the south of the southeast of being one of the, one of the top teams or hopefully one of the top teams in the, in the Southeast. Well, let's get into some of the details of his game. Uh, a lot of times with point guards, sure. you, you often hear the, the, the kind of two, they fit in two categories. They're either a, the score first kind of point guard or they're more of a distributor point yeah. guard. D- does he kind of fit into either of those titles or do, you know, how, how would you kind of describe his offensive game for, for Vol fans listening? Man, it's, it's, that one was one of the hardest hardest questions and you know you're not the first one to ask it it's uh, you know i'll walk around maryville tennessee or east knoxville or knoxville or what you know they all want to talk about bj and obviously before today where he's going and it's just you know what's he better at is he better at a, as a passer or a defender or a or a score and i'm just like you know i can't you i'll even tell him you know obviously before covid i said you got to come watch him play um because if he's feeling it or if, you know, we're telling him like, you know, Hey, this, this guy can't guard you. You gotta do what you gotta do. He'll score a quick 10 on you in, in, in a blink of an eye. Um, but also at the same time, he'll, you'll look up and it'll be mid third quarter. And he's got seven or eight assists and he's, you know, end of the game, he's one or two shy away from a triple double or he's one, two away from a double double. You know, if I had to, had to pick, I'd probably go with a score, because when you need him to, you know, it doesn't matter if we're down. Excuse me, it doesn't matter if, you know, it's we're up. You know, if you need a buck in that particular time, if a team's making a run, you know, we get the ball to BJ. When the, when the you know, clock's running out, you want that last shot, whether it's the fourth quarter, whether it's the, the first quarter, you know, it's, hey, let's go let's go four low, let's go five out. And either he, he's either going to shoot it and score it or he's going to actually come up and, make that extra pass and make the correct pass and and uh, get somebody else open that's uh, that's wide open for the open shot but I mean I guess I would have to say score because you know like I said we've played against some of the top teams in the in the southeast or even in the country and there's not a whole lot of them that can you know stop them consistently yeah they can stop them one or two times but he's so smart that he's going to figure out another way to uh, contort his body somehow and get the layup or contort his body somewhere and get the jump shot and get the foul and get to the free throw line. Yeah, so, so following up on that, what would you say is his biggest strength of his offensive game? You know, is he, you know, is he a really good slasher at the basket? Is he a really good shooter? You know, what, what, what does he do best? What makes him so dangerous as an offensive threat? He can, he can get to the basket with ease. Stuff that 
you know, with you and I or the coaches on the bench, we we look at it and he'll come up with something, dribble out of, you know, two people and, you know, we think we need to call a timeout or he needs to pass it and next thing you know, he's two steps, Euro, and he's, he's shot a layup. And it's, I think, him attacking to the basket. He's kind of, you know, his outside shot is becoming developing every day. And we, as a team, we don't take a whole lot of threes because we open the we open the lane up. We run a lot of motion and five out, so it's easy for him to get to the basket. But when he needs to, you know, it's if you if we set a high ball screen and you go under it, he's probably going to pull up and he's going to hit a three. If you go over the screen, then he's either going to hit the roller on the on the on the layup, or he's going to attack and hit a floater, uh, hit a a, a a layup, a euro step. Or, I mean, he'll shoot a layup on the right side with his left hand, you know, off the wrong foot. You know, it's stuff you probably wouldn't want a five-year-old to learn you know what i mean just sitting there going oh we'll go off that right you know don't go off the, the wrong foot but mm-hmm. you know bj just makes it look so easy just getting to the to the basket but i, I mean overall if you're asking overall his his ball handling is mm. is ridiculous you know when we see teams on on film that say they want to they press everybody else and we always think well we guarantee they're not going to press us and if they do it's not going to be for four quarters of the game because if they do it man-to-man I mean, they're not going to get the ball away from BJ unless, you know, they're fouling and, you know, the referees are letting it go. But even then, they're not going to get the ball away. You may get away from him once, but you won't get it away from him twice or a third time. But I think his – honestly, I think his ball handling is um, so the strongest point of his game because it doesn't matter where you bring him, especially in a half-court game, he's going to be able to uh, dribble between somebody and uh, get to the basket still. So, uh, But I would definitely say his ball handling and him just being a slasher and just getting to the basket – you talk about you know the, the offense you guys run. In one of the interviews I got, I, I saw of BJ talking about his commitment, and one of the reasons why he chose Tennessee was there. He was talking about they're breaking down his film, and kind of showing him the things he was doing with you guys at Knox Catholic and the way Tennessee runs their offense. And there was wasn't really like it was that much of a difference. So to me, that makes right. it seem like he's a. I, I think he's going to fit right in with what you know Tennessee is going to do. And I, that to me, I think speaks a lot to what you guys do, but also you know. I think that really, to me, bodes really well for, you know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot and say, you know, what do you think he's going to sure. do as a freshman? But I, I think that, to me, makes it feel like he's not going to have maybe as big of a, you know, a transition as, you know, most freshmen kind of do uh, that, that aren't, you know, like the top 10 in the country, but, you know, that most freshmen do going into to college and basketball. Right. No, I don't think so. You know, it may be something to where, BJ's just smart, basketball smart. His IQ is huge. So it may be something that first week or first two weeks, even in practice, where he's got to adjust mm-hmm. and then he'll get it. And then even, you know, those exhibition games and some of those non-conference games, he'll kind of go, okay, I got to I gotta figure some things out. But by probably that third or fourth game at Tennessee, he'll he's going to figure it out and then it's all going to click for him. You know, obviously the speed of the game is going to be different. The physicality of the game is going to be different. Obviously, going especially to the SEC is going to be different. But again, he's he's played with you know AAU with Jaden Springer. He's he's played pickup in AAU with Quez Glover, who you know went to went to Florida and uh, Drew Pember, who from Knoxville signed with Beard in a couple of years. Like he's played you know pickup with all those guys. Even Jordan Bowden, they play pickup all the time. So obviously, the speed and the physicality of it, you know, he already knows. But he's just one of those where that offense. He's so smart. You can, you know, Coach Barnes and that staff will probably, you know, show him film or teach him something once or twice, and BJ's going to get it. You know, he's not going to, he's not going to, you know, you're not going to sit there and sit down with him and 
get on the whiteboard and talk to him. BJ, you know, show it to him, get him on the court, and get him in film, and he's going to get it as soon as it, as soon as he as soon as he gets out there. That's how his IQ is, and uh, he just wants to you know do something over and over again so he can get it down perfect and be perfect about it. But he's going to pick it up, and it may take him. Like I said, I don't think it's weeks. I think it's just. Uh, you know, obviously the games, you know, college game is, you know, two games a week or whatever it may be. Now it may take weeks, but honestly for him, it's going to be a matter of time. I think two or three games and a couple of practices where he's, he's picked it up everything, the, the system and everything about how to play on the D one level. Let me ask you this really quick. And then before I get back to uh, a couple more questions about BJ, how much contacted or you know how much interaction and stuff had you guys had with Tennessee's coaches because obviously you know he's <laughs> he's had plenty uh but it, you know sure. how much did you guys have with his coaches and you know what were your thoughts or what are your thoughts I guess on on the coaches of Tennessee that you have had contact with you know some of the coaches I've had a little bit of contact with I had uh, coach Oliver who's now at I guess ETSU you know I would talk to him a few times and uh, when he come in and watch BJ at practice, but uh, Coach Hutch was uh, on, you know, he was the main one. Obviously, uh, uh, talking to those coaches, Coach Barnes and Coach Oliver, and all that entire coaching staff that was with Tennessee, he was the main one. But even the time with Coach Oliver, you know, it was he always had good things to say about BJ, and it was always uh, things, you know, just you know, just just telling us, you know, things to look for and things that could maybe help him, but uh, I know for me personally, I always a few times before Coach Oliver um, got to ETSU or even before, I guess, uh, before, I guess everything before COVID, even before COVID, I was, uh, I talked to him a few times about BJ, but I know uh, Coach Hutchins, Coach Hutchins, he was always the one talking to Coach Oliver and Coach Hutchins, and, or uh, Coach Barnes and all those guys there, but uh, I know Coach Oliver always had uh, really good things to say about BJ, just again, uh how smooth he, just how smooth he is and just how he makes things look like I said for you and I it would you know be a it'd be really hard to get to the basket to where with him it's it's it, he makes everything look easy you, you brought up COVID there and, and this was something that I, I thought of earlier that I wanted to bring up with you and uh, this was like a good time to do it you know that was mm-hmm. obviously it's it hit people in different ways but it definitely was hard for everyone I imagine, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at Tennessee's basketball team this past year, it was obviously hard for teams across the country because, you know, you couldn't have the usual bonding time. You, you couldn't, you know, you, you couldn't be a team together like you could in right. a normal offseason. I know, obviously, it probably had to be difficult for your coaches and your and your team and everything, too, for, you know, the way you guys do stuff in the offseason. How did you, you know, what did you have any conversation with the BJ specifically about that? You know, how, how did he handle you know, kind of the whole isolation, you know, how, how did he come out of that? And it, again, it seems like he came out of that and was even better this year than he, than he was the pre- year previously. So I, I'm curious, you know, in your opinion or, you know, talking to him and stuff, how did he handle mm-hmm. kind of all of that and, and come out of it, you know, the way he's come out of it now? Man, I think he handled it very well. A lot of our guys, I think not just him, but a lot of our guys handled it pretty well. Like I said, uh, you know, our guys, a lot of our guys at Catholic, they, they play for the B-Mays organization and mm-hmm. they have their own gym and they're able to go in there and um, shoot and get after it and run up and down. And, and I think they've got a little, like a small little, you know, weight room in there where they can lift and stuff like that. But, you know, I think he was one of those things where, you know, it didn't, you know, for him, I've not talked to him about it, about COVID, but I think for him, just watching him, you know, I'm friends with him on you know, I try to be friends with all our players on all the social media stuff, but you know, his Instagram, you know, he's always in, in the gym, whether he's at Knoxville Cavalry or he was at the B Mage gym. 
he was always at the gym. You know, he just getting shots up, running full court, getting shots up. You know, working on ball handling at the same time. But it wasn't something necessarily that you know hurt him because he was still able to get to the B Mays gym. You know, obviously when we came together as a team, you know, it's hard to do because you know here in Tennessee you couldn't you couldn't scrimmage or you know for a while we couldn't do any team stuff. You know, you couldn't do any team stuff. We couldn't scrimmage in the fall before the season, so it took a you know it took a while to kind of get going but I mean he, he you know he was one of those guys where you didn't see a, a big drop off you know he's got to get back used to to playing the game obviously you know in a full game of high school level but you know once the second week or anything like that came you know it was you know it was BJ as, as usual so it wasn't anything to where it was big because like I said he was able to get back in the B Mays gym and work out and shoot and get his shots up and even even when um, you know nobody's using the Catholic gym, he's always either texting uh, me or Coach Scott, or you know, hey, you know, you mind if nobody's using it? You mind if it's just me getting in there and get some shots up and and shoot my free throws and shoot my shoot my shots and just getting it up? So it's always you know something to where he can is either he can come to Knoxville Catholic or he can go to the B Mage gym with a lot of our guys who who go there and get shots up and get some extra shots up when they can. Well, I'm sure Vol fans will love to hear that work ethic uh, and hear about him him always wanting to get yeah. better. That's 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 good to hear. That that's pretty par for the course for you know a Rick Barnes recruit too. And in that same vein, uh, a couple more questions here. I don't want to keep you too long, but again, I really appreciate this, sure. Coach. Um, but in that same Absolutely. vein, you know, another thing that is that is pretty spot on for a Rick Barnes recruit is they're usually almost always good defenders, or even in some cases like Keon Johnson, yeah. elite defenders. So what, what kind yeah. of defender is B.J. Edwards? I know he's listed at, uh, what, like 6'3", 180, 175, somewhere on there on, on the roster. So what you know, what kind of defender is he? Is he, you know, I'm just kind of curious, you know, is he a really good on-ball guy? Is he, you know, how do you guys use him as a defender at, at Knox Catholic? Man, we use him, it's, uh, you know what, and it's, we use him any way we can. You know, it may be a game where we may have to take him off the ball. And sometimes he'll kind of get, uh, to his credit, he'll kind of get upset about that, and he'll say, "No, I want the ball. I, you know, I want the guy handling the ball." You know, two years ago when you know we played uh, Briarcrest and Kenny Chandler, it was, you know, we didn't have to tell him he had Kenny Chandler. He knew he wanted to go guard Kenny Chandler. But the thing about BJ is he wants to go guard the other team's number one. Uh, he's a really, I mean, he is a great on the ball defender. Uh, again, whatever you may you may get him uh, on a jump shot or or getting to the basket, and you may get him once, but his, his IQ it's just something that he's going to figure something out. You know, he's going to figure out. You know, if you're going left, and yeah, you're going to either your hesitation. You got me with the hesitation once. You're not going to get me with that same hesitation. Uh, you're not going to get me with the same spin move. You're not going to get me with the same crossover. You've got to change up your game each and every possession with BJ because his IQ is so big. It's just I'm going to remember everything that you did that you scored, and even sometimes even if they don't score, he's going to remember whatever got whatever the whatever you did to get yourself free. I'm going to remember that, and you're not going to do it again. I think him as an on-ball defender is that's one of his that's one of his strengths on the on the defensive side. Him as an off-the-ball defender, I mean, it's almost even better because he can jump a passing lane. Like I said, once again, uh, you know, I don't want to keep talking about his, how smart he is, but just his basketball IQ and him being the point guard, he knows exactly where you want to throw the ball and who you want to throw it to and when you want to throw it to him. Um, he's very good on the scout report and listening to, to the scout report and, you know, how they want to play and how they want to run their offense. And 
You know, it's not something we have to, you know, print out a book to send it to the kids. He's one of those where we can run over other teams' offense, and next thing you know, the next game, he's he's got it down. He knows exactly where they want to go. He knows exactly what they want to do, and he's gonna he's gonna do everything in his power to stop them from doing it. But um, you know, him as an all ball on ball defender is 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 great. And like I said, he it doesn't matter if it's the other teams number one or number two. It's you know, there may be times, especially if we play away, where he gets in foul trouble and he don't he, he doesn't like it to go off to to get off of the other team's number one or number two. But you know, it's you know he he wants you know as a kid I guess uh, as a young kid as a young kid say today he wants all the smoke. You know, you know what I mean? He wants he wants it all. He don't he's not going to back down from anybody. He don't care if you score twenty. If you score twenty on him, it's that's the hardest twenty you have scored in your high school career. And um, he's he's all about it, but yeah, his on-ball defense is 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 top near and top notch. There, probably anybody I've seen on the AAU level. Obviously, middle school levels are different, but anywhere where I've watched high school basketball, especially at Knoxville Catholic for the last twenty or so years, but he he wants it all, and he gets upset when we don't put him on you know the other team's number one or number two. Yeah, when I was looking up his his stats before we started talking, obviously, you know, recording almost 20 points per game both the last two seasons, but he also had recorded, mm-hmm. like, almost 300 total assists combined the last two years and, and then looked at steals. Yep. It was, like, over, over like, 130 steals the last two seasons. So, to your point, like, he yes. he, he is a, a guy who really – I think Tennessee is, has missed that for – uh, the last few years, it doesn't seem like they've had a guy who's been a really good kind of pickpocket in, in, at the you know, at the guard position. And I think that's mm-hmm. looks like that's going to change with B.J. Edwards. I think that that's a that'd be huge for Tennessee to have a guy who's that disruptive in the passing lanes. It's it's that uh, in the passing lanes being so smart, but also there's times where we're not a you know two years ago we pressed, but you know we're not a huge pressing team. But you know you know if you messed up and you scored or you messed up and you might have whispered something in BJ's ear if you're other player. He's going to pick you up full 94 feet, and <laughs> you're not going to like it. And it's going to be probably miserable for you for the rest of the game. But you know, if you said something to him, or you whispered something to his ear, or you happen to score, or just in your team happens to be up on us by a little bit, even in the first quarter, he's going to pick you up 94 feet, and he's going to make it hard for you to bring the ball up and down the court. And yes, you're you may get it the first couple times, but like I said, he's going to figure out your patterns and how you want to, how you change your speed and how you get the ball across and when you want to do that crossover. And I mean, I've seen him countless times just on ball, you know, other team, the other team's 94 feet away or 80, 80 feet away. And he's picked their pocket and taken two steps and just laid it up or dunked it. And it's, and that's not just against the, the local teams we play here. I mean, I, you know, that's nothing against them, but that's also against the, the IMGs and the Gonzagas and the, and the top teams in the South that we've played against over the last few years where he is just, you know, that's fine, but I'm going to pick you up 94 feet. And I'm going to see if you're, you know, if you're really about this game or if you can really score, uh, you know, the full court. Just a couple more questions here. And, and this one will be kind of all encompassing of his play on the court. You mentioned here earlier, I think sure. that, you know, he may not be the, the most vocal guy, but it sounds like from where you're describing his game, it sounds to me like he is a leader, but he's kind of like a, a lead by example. Like you said, if, if you say something to him, he's going to pick you up for the whole 90 feet. That I feel like that's probably, you know, going to energize his teammates. So, so would you would you describe BJ as a leader? And if he is, you know, what kind of leader or just kind of what kind of a player is he on the court for, for the team? Man, he's, you know, he's a, he's one of those, he talks, you know, he's a, he's a great leader. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't say he's, uh, you know, the 
cliche of uh, quiet or you know just mm-hmm. want you know lead by example i mean he still gets after you know even the blue canes the the Hanje Tambas, the you know he, he used to get out there like I said, Akeem uh, Odesipe. It was here a couple of years ago. He gets after them, like you know if somebody else's guy keeps scoring, he's either going to say you need to play better or let me have it. you know one of those mm-hmm. things. And then it's going to be one of those things. Like I said, now you know like I said, it's cliche, but he does look by example. Either y'all going to watch me score ten straight points, and y'all going to start picking your game up and picking your defense up. Or I'm just gonna, you know, it's fine. I'll just score all the points, and it's not something selfish. He just thinks, you know, hey, if you know, I'm I'm stepping up. It's a big game. It's time to step up. You know, it's time for y'all to do the same. And at the at the same point, those guys, you know, they they do the same. Blue Kane, like I said, against uh, IMG this year was down in Chattanooga. I mean, he had three or four straight threes against IMG, and you know, he you know, once you see BJ, you know, get to the basket against IMG, you're thinking, well. Either I can I can help them out, or I can just sit here on the sidelines and run up and down the floor, or whatever it may have you. And, and, and he stepped up. And BJ's one of those guys where, you know, he's you know, hey, day before a big game, let's hey, let's. He's a, he's a big character. He jokes. He laughs. You know, he's you know he's not one of those that's all serious all the time. But when it's a game that we need, or a you know a, a local conference game that we need to have, you know, he's one of those that's like hey cut out the play time let's let's get serious and let's focus on what we got to do so we can get ready to play the next day so i mean it's he leads by just you know you know everything by example you know i hate to say that like i said a couple times before but mm-hmm. but he's not a big you know hey get in your face and and uh, get after you for not playing or but he'll he'll tell you he'll he'll let you know that your guy scored on you three straight times like he's not <laughs> one of those that he'll be you know he'll tell uh yasan warren one of our other uh, rising juniors that's uh, very good on the defensive side he'll let them know like hey do you want me to guard him or are you good you got him and you know yason will next time out yason will steal the ball away from the guy two or three straight times and you know he's 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 just one of those guys but he's you know he's always everybody wants to be around him he's you know we get in the coach's office is like right there at the locker room it's if you can hear anybody else, you're hearing BJ or Yason leading the leading the pack, leading the laughter. So they all flock to him and and are around him. But he takes that as, hey, listen, let's if y'all want to do this, y'all want to be great, y'all want to be good, let's all do it together. But y'all need to. I'm not going to sit here and wait till somebody until we're down 20 to start playing. Let's let's get after it. Well, I know I love hearing that. That that uh, <laughs> it makes me happy to hear that. I think that's that's the perfect type of player that Tennessee needs and it really any I mean any college would love to have that type of player and I think that's it's great that Tennessee's getting that and BJ Edwards uh, coach last question here for you about BJ sure. that is we've talked a lot about his on the court stuff here but off the court what, what kind of person is he you know what, what's his personality like you know what what should fans expect to see you know from a you know from a social media perspective from a, a student from a you know just his life on campus you know what, what kind of person is BJ Edwards Man, uh, if once he hears it, he'll probably uh, y'all probably won't hear the end of it. But social media aspect, he'll you know he I mean he loves he loves he does love his social media. Um, he's a big you know he dances and he you know he he wants to take the pictures and post for the for the Instagram and and everything else. And you know it was we give him a hard time. Uh, you know his his Instagram is always uh, he's always post up and uh, some I don't know what it is I don't know what it is about about gas station but 
he's always got a picture in front of our, in front of posted up somewhere with him and one of his friends in in a gas station or at the gas station pump and you know leaning on the car anything like that and we went up to Johnson City this past year and we beat uh, Providence Academy uh, uh, one of the local uh, private schools up there and we got back and we somehow convinced Coach Hutch who's Coach Hutch is in his mid 60s we convinced him to get into a gas station what we call gas station picks uh, based off of pretty much BJ and uh, he's always posted up in front of some car at a gas station taking pictures he's always dancing and laughing but I mean BJ he's I've only time I've seen him obviously without a smile on his face is when we've lost a game and most of the time even from there you know after it's all said and done uh, you know, I know he doesn't like it, but a day after, two days after, he's he's back laughing, he's back having a good time. He's always giving the guys a hard time. Um, he can, you know, he can give them a hard time. They can give him a hard time. It's not one of those situations where, you know, you can't talk to BJ or anything like that. But he is always smiling, having a good time. Like I said, social media stuff. If they haven't followed him already on Instagram or Twitter, you know, he's always dancing, posting some picture and. Uh, anything like that, he's always now BJ. He'll he'll get on you if you're not if you're not dressed right or looking right. He's gonna BJ's gonna let you know about it. And that's the that's a good thing about him. But I think the biggest thing is about his personality is, you know, it's I've just never seen him without a smile on his face, and I think that's one of the best things I love about him is that, you know, yeah, when you you when we lose, yeah, he's all business. But it, it's a day later, it's over with, it's all done with. Let's move on to the next one. And he's he's smiling, and you can you can give him a hard time. He can give you a hard time. He's not one of those that's just like, well, I'm B.J. Edwards. You can't you can't joke around with me, but I can joke around with you. He's one of those that's okay with joking around everybody. And I've seen him, you know, when we have freshman and JV games, he's you know right there, second row, third row, cheering on the freshman team, cheering on the the JV team, you know, calling them out if they mess up, uh, calling me out if on on the JV if I mess up a call. And I, as a JV coach, put me on Instagram and everything else. I don't know how many times uh, I've been on his Instagram story and I've had people try to follow me. I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know if they want to follow me. But, of course, BJ Edwards put me on the story and I get 20, 20 uh, people requesting to follow me. So, it's, you know, it's it's he's just a, he's just a great kid. And it don't matter if it's the kid that doesn't play any sport uh, at the school or a kid that's – you know, we have really uh, a really good football team. Or if it's the football players that are going to be playing D1, he he's friendly with everybody. It does not matter who it is or where they come from. That's the that's a great thing I think his mom has done and his family has done with him to kind of keep him humble and just say, hey man, you know, you never know. Twenty years from now, you may see somebody that you know you went to high school with, and they could be running a Fortune 500 company and. You know, a lot of people didn't talk to him, but hey, you did, and you never know what can happen after that. So, you know, he—he's—that's the thing I love about BJ, man. I think Tennessee fans will love about that, where, you know, it doesn't—he's—you know—we'll take a picture with a kid and sign autographs and smile and take a—you know—just it don't matter who it is, he—he he will do it. And I think that's one of the great thing about Tennessee Tennessee basketball players and even Tennessee football players, Tennessee. Uh, overall, since I've been here, they're always good about taking pictures and signing autographs with fans. And you know, BJ's not one of those. If he can, he's going to sign an autograph. He's going to take a picture with your with your son or even your daughter or even 
uh, with you. So it's, it's, it's one of those things. He don't care. He's, he's just, he loves everybody. And, um, uh, he's just, he's just a great kid overall. Well, Coach, man, I really appreciate it. I didn't mean to take up this much of your time, but you just kept giving me so many good answers that I couldn't let you go. So I, I really, really appreciate <laughs> you uh, sitting here and, and talking with me for uh, for about 40 minutes or so about B.J. Edwards, Tennessee's uh, newest commitment in the 2022 class, a, a four-star, and I think should be rated higher than what he is, but we'll see how it goes. It doesn't matter. Tennessee's getting a, a fantastic recruit uh, no matter what his ranking is. But, Coach, you've been fantastic. I, I hope our, our listeners here uh, learned a lot about the newest Vol commit and, and you know, soon-to-be Tennessee volunteer, and I, I'm very excited to watch BJ uh, progress and grow even more in his senior season, and I'm excited to see what you guys do at Knox Catholic because, again, you guys should have a pretty good team this year and, and play, again, another tough schedule. So I'm rooting for you guys, and I, I hope to see BJ you know, go out there and make Vol fans proud with what he's doing at Knox Catholic and then ultimately when he comes to Tennessee. So you've been fantastic, and I, I can't thank you enough for taking your time to do this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, and uh, once again, thank you for the coverage. I know I haven't talked to BJ about it, but I know he'll greatly appreciate the uh, the coverage and the uh, the love that you've shown him. Awesome. Well, Coach, thank you. I appreciate you. All right. You have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Vol Basketball Fever Podcast. Subscribe to the show so you'll never miss another episode. 